On this episode of the Pack It Up Pod, we talk about the Tennessee Titans. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod and our website, PackersPodcast.com. Time running out in the first half. Rodgers is going deep for Valdez Scantling. And he's got it! Into the end zone! Touchdown, Packers! Marquez Valdez Scantling. Hey there, everybody, and welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not a good intro there, boys. Oh, <laughs> so, so Lucas Patrick is joining us uh, with that false start. Um, so, so let's start here. Pro Bowlers announced, and the Packers have quite a few. Rodgers making his ninth selection. Adams, Bakhtiari, Smith, and first-timers. Jones, Jenkins, and Alexander. So I thought it was interesting because the talk of the town was that Tanya did not make it, even though he has 10 touchdowns. He's an integral part of this offense. And Evan freaking Ingram from the Giants made it over him that has done nothing of value. But who of that group would you take away? Because I think every single one of those seven plus Tanya have had just an outstanding season thus far. Yeah, and even Amos. Um, I know that you mm, know, it's it's, it's hard to get in at safety uh, just because there are a decent amount of good safeties in the NFL. Um, but with the season he's having, easily, like we said last week, I think Foose, you said it, best defender of the year to this point. You know, maybe somebody will turn it around with a big play. But uh, yeah, uh, that's another one that I sort of feel sad about. That's, why do we got to take a guy away in order to put Tanya in? I don't know. I just feel like I feel like I don't know. Oh, I added a guy. I didn't take a guy. Sorry. Because the Packers, Chiefs, Seahawks, and Ravens all had NFL high seven, so I'd assume that's kind of the ceiling of mm. not everybody can make it. So assuming well, it's just, it's just the way the Pro Bowl voting works too is, you're if if you're not a Pro Bowl as a rookie, then if you're a Pro Bowl as a rookie, you're just a perennial Pro Bowler like the rest of your career unless you drastically mess up. But if you're not a Pro Bowler as a rookie, it's like you got to have one good year. You're going to miss the Pro Bowl. Everyone's going to call it a snub. And then if you do it again, then you're a Pro Bowler. And then you're that that next tier NFL player where like everyone wants to play as you in Madden. You know, you start getting more marketing deals. But that first year, you always have to overperform and sort of really come out of the blue in order to make the Pro Bowl. It's just sort of the way the voting system works. It's messed up. Did I just put a big kibosh yeah. on that question? <laughs> well, it doesn't if, even if matter. If anybody, I'd say Bakhtiari. He, he hasn't played the, as good as he has in the past. But well, I, I, I think they got it right. I mean, Tanyan got snubbed. I don't think Amos got snubbed. There's there's better safeties. He's just playing yeah. good the last three, four weeks, you know, yeah. really starting to make plays. you you got to have a few highlight plays to make the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it's not like he's got a bunch of pick sixes in the book or anything, so. I think they got it right. We we got a healthy showing, you know, for a one seed in the NFC. We're tied for the most Pro Bowl players on our team, and they're not even playing a game. So that that's the problem is Ingram can't withdraw due to injury and get Tanya in like a backdoor Pro Bowl uh, mm-hmm. a vote attendee selection, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and frankly, we spent too much time in this because with us being in the Super Bowl, nobody's even going to play ah! anyway. So <laughs> we'll know we a lot go. more after this week about how we look for that. <laughs> yeah. Huge matchup on Sunday night as the Tennessee Titans come to town. The Packers in the last five games against the Titans are one and four. Kind of a struggle fest against Tennessee. Both teams are four and five in their last five games. Uh, Tennessee, actually, there's quite a, f- a bit of crossover in terms of them just coming off a Detroit game. Jacksonville, obviously, Indianapolis, they won. They got some monsters on this team. And let's start with our defense mm. and their offense, because, Frank, oh, this is where it's going to be. Oh. Yeah, let's just peel the Band-Aid. Let's talk about it, and we'll, we'll finish with happier thoughts. So, I, do, I mean, Josh lives there, so he's going to have some, some better insight. Uh, but I do want to call out one of those four losses in the recent past, uh, Josh and I were at, and by halftime, we just found a bar and we were ripping shots inside the stadium because it was bad. Remember Delaney Walker just ripping <laughs> yeah, us up? Yeah. Ooh, yeah. it was bad. I so the and, final score you know, was, uh, was it 40 to 7? Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was terrible. <laughs> I, I've been looking forward to this game at Lambeau Field for four years because of that debacle. And we don't even get to go and just shove it in their faces if we do win. <laughs> but anyways, their offense. Yes, I, I did want to bring up one point with MVP talks because of the quarterbacks. It's always about the quarterbacks. Do you guys think there's any other position deserving of an MVP this year? Oh, I see what you're leading into. Hey. <laughs> I If there is, it'd be uh, DH himself. That's the only other only other option. That, that's that's what I have also. I even looked through the defense, and there wasn't really anybody standing off the stats. But Derrick Henry, 1,679 yards and 13 touchdowns so far this season. And let's Aver- put that into perspective for the listeners. Aaron Jones, who we're all talking about signing on for top five running back money, you know, based on how contracts go, maybe number one running back money in order to get him back in-house, 968 yards. Derrick Henry has 700 more yards. Yeah, and averaging 5.2 per carry, um, and and he's just a beast. Um, what he does to, especially when he first came in the league, he didn't know how to run over people. He sort of just fell to the ground, um, and everybody in in Nashville was like, "What what the heck is this guy doing? He's bigger than everybody. Why isn't he running people over?" Um, and then last year he kicked it into high gear, and he finally realized his size and strength, and you see his stiff arms. I. Uh, I mean, who's it going to happen to, boys? Hmm. His stiff arm, too. It's like he lets you get close to him with a bent arm, but he puts that bent arm right at, like, your neck level, and then as soon as you're close to him, he just punches you. Like, he throws your face into the inner core of the earth. It's just demoralizing. <laughs> I got interesting question for you guys to throw out there, too, on, on the stiff arm topic, and I'm, and I'm not done with Derrick Henry yet because this guy deserves this much talk. <laughs> but who on our defense – is going to get that nasty stiff arm. So my uh, original thought, and I, I, I texted you guys this, was I had this vision of him hitting a hole, bouncing out to the outside, and Kevin King's like, I, I'm going to do it. Shoulder. It just doesn't, it does not work. But <laughs> I actually think if we're going with the first person that's going to get the nasty one, I actually can picture being Barnes. Like coming in hardcore, like just trying to do work, and it's just not happening. So I'm I think Barnes. 
I think it's going to be savage, like coming on like a rush blitz or a quarterback <laughs> blitz, and it ends up being a run. And he's just like, ah, and he falls to the ground. Yeah, he's too small. <laughs> oh, man. I don't that even want to know. The the totally demoralizing one if he if, is if he takes like a Lancaster and just runs oh. over him. You know? Uh, but anyways, <laughs> this guy is – he's 6'3". So think of like your tall friend in your group of friends. Where you're like, oh, yeah, that's that's our tall friend. He should have played basketball. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, he's that height and he's 247 pounds. And if your tall friend is 247 pounds at our age, it's probably a beer belly. And this guy, this guy is like 4% body fat. So, I mean, I don't blame the Packers defense for not wanting to tackle this guy. I don't blame the NFL for not wanting to tackle this guy. You could pay me a million dollars and I'd still be like, I don't think I want to tackle this guy. But, but he's got an interesting running style that we should talk about a little bit because it it takes him a second to get going. And I think Mm -hmm. that's, that's our only opportunity really to contain him. Get his, get his legs and get somebody on top instantly. But yeah. You know, what What blows my mind with what he's been able to do this year is they lost they lost their right tackle in the offseason, Jack Coughlin, and then they lost uh, their left tackle. Taylor Lewan. Yeah, they lost Taylor Lewan in uh, during the season and he hasn't been there. So your two best linemen that have been have been there for the longest are both gone this year and he is still performing. Um, it, it blows my mind what the offensive coordinator, who is probably up for a head coaching spot somewhere, mm-hmm. uh, Art, Art Matt Lafleur. Yeah, well, oh, yeah, it was, it was, but <laughs> Junior. he's doing the same thing. But uh, what he's doing, not only with Derrick Henry, we're, I'm, I'm going to touch on Tannehill too because he has blown my uh, mind with what he has been able to accomplish with this offense, also. Yeah. So the the thing on Derrick Henry that I think I want to call out, one of the stats I saw is. He's got almost three times the amount of carries that go 20-plus yards compared to Aaron Jones. He had 13. Aaron Jones only has five going over 20 yards. Yet, Aaron Jones has three that have gone 40-plus, and Derrick Henry only has two. So he's he's so but he's so good at these consistent wear you down big plays. Like an eight-yard pickup for Derrick Henry is just kind of like, it feels like a, a first down run from one of our guys that goes for four yards. It's like, oh, yeah, standard. He just fell forward. And you're like, oh, man, it's second and two. Like, he's just that strong. So I'm concerned, to say the least, about our run game. We're 11th in the NFL somehow in rush defense. Um, but here's here's what I want to say for all the Packer fans out there, though, is that if Derrick Henry runs for 200 yards against us, in this game, it's not scorched earth. He runs for 200 yards consistently. It it might just be something that happens. I think in this game, you just got to play to win. And if it means you give up 250 to him, but you still win the game, you got to walk away like we beat a good team. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a huge thing is Packers Twitter. Get ready to just – he's going to run. Like he's going to run. They played 14 games this year. Half of those games, he's gotten at least 130 total yards. In a quarter of those games, he's gone over 180. Like, this is not somebody that is going to have a bad game. I mean, he had two bad games, quote-unquote, against Cleveland, 60 yards, and then earlier in the season against Buffalo for 57. He still scored two touchdowns in that game. And the thing that is crazy to me is the amount of times they put the ball in his hands. I mean, we're talking about mid Mm -hmm. to upper 20s every game. 321 attempts rushing, 19 receiving. So a beautiful even. 340 times he's touched the ball, he's fumbled 
once. Yeah. Wow. So this guy unreal. This guy's gonna fade fast, right? Career wise. I don't know. He he's just touched like the ball a giant, too man. much. I know. He's he's an athletic freak. It's gonna be such an interesting case study, like if he can still be running this way when he's thirty one. But man, he's getting the ball four hundred times a year and taking big hits. He can deliver them. But man, it's interesting because most running backs they carry it three hundred times a year, they have an off year the next year. And he's already over three hundred. Yeah. All right, let's yeah. talk. Let's Do they talk. have anybody else in their offense? I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. It's him out there, right? No, I, so, I, so I that brings me to up to Tannehill here, <laughs> who literally Dan has been giving me hell for because I've been backing him up. I called him getting turned into the starter last year. And since this guy has been the starter at Tennessee, there are only two quarterbacks that have played better than him, Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. And how are it, you ranking that there's only two quarterbacks that play better than him? QBR, touchdowns, yards. All combined. All right, we'll, all right, we'll talk about that. Right, Tannehill's we'll number four in QBR this year. They're but 18th anyways. in yards. 18th. Anyway, anyways, <laughs> uh, what what he can do with all his weapons? It's not just Tannehill. Tannehill's not the reason you know this offense is clicking. It's Thank every you. single piece. They got AJ Brown, Corey Davis, and one of my favorite tight ends in the league, other than Tunyon, Johnny Smith. Um, very underrated uh, trio here. Um, Corey Davis is having a breakout year. He might break a thousand yards. Uh, yeah, he should break a thousand yards. Um, but AJ Brown, uh, part of that DK Metcalf crew coming out of Ole Miss, um, I can't believe they came out the same year out of Ole Miss and they didn't do any disaster. They should have the won the national championship. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. This guy is massive, built like DK Metcalf, but a little shorter. Um, and he can catch anything. Uh, you, you see it time and time again. He's the go-to target uh, when things get rough. Um, but, yeah, these three are going to cause some issues for our secondary. If, if there's ever a game for shadow coverage from Jair, I know we call for it like every week. But there's no reason for Jair to be on Corey Davis. Nope. Nope. He, King. he should just follow A.J. Brown, let King in a safety be on Corey Davis, and then put the rest on the run game and say, if you want to beat us with Tannehill, go mm-hmm. ahead. But you're not beating mm-hmm. us with Derrick Henry. And I'm confident you could say, go ahead and beat me with Ryan Tannehill because the guy was a wide receiver in college. I don't believe he's that great of a quarterback. With all of these weapons and the offense built the way it is around Derrick Henry getting 35 runs per game, he's still only 13th in completion percentage, which is all built off of play action and sucking eight into the box and getting one-on-one matchups against two very good receivers and a nice tight end, and he's only 13th in completion percentage. They're only 18th in yards, and he's 6th in touchdowns, which is decent, but with all the advantages that his offense gives him and the play calling gives him, and the great wide receivers, and a nice tight end, and a ESPN headline today is his running back is already a Hall of Famer. Those stats should be even better if he's the number three quarterback yeah, in the NFL, like you but just said. You, you got to see how many times they're giving it to their running back. Most teams do not do that. Even the Packers, even well, then his I don't completion even think the Browns per, do then that. Then his completion percentage should be 90% if he's so amazing and they run 40 times a game. I'm just not sold on him in in another offense. He works oh, really well for the Titans. No, yes, he, he works I, perfectly for the Titans, and that's that's brings me to my second point about him is I can't believe they were about to get rid of him last year. They've been looking for a quarterback forever, and this guy falls in their laps, plays amazing, and they almost didn't resign him. Um, it, it sort of blew my mind that they were thinking of going another direction. Yeah, yeah it is crazy. 
Corey Davis was on Packers radar two years ago. Uh, we did not go after him. Man. And if you would have told me, he, yeah, <laughs> if you would have told me that Corey Davis actually had more receiving yards than AJ Brown, I would have been surprised because mm-hmm. AJ Brown is just so electric when he's out there. But I think that to kind of wrap up the Tannehill thing, I think this thing that scares me about him is is he plays it safe. Like five interceptions, and that's what's burnt us in the past is these quarterbacks that aren't necessarily going to light the world up but make the decisions that they need to. And it's just like, damn. I I, I do think there's going to be a lot more pressure on uh, corners and safeties of just can you contain yep. their guys and just hope to God we can just do what we need to do and have some semblance of an inside presence against this defense. Yeah, yeah. My hope is that their their offensive line is not great. You know, due to injury, they mm-hmm. they've lost they've lost their two best players really, and um, so the offensive line is not performing well. And the safeties are going to be the most important here. Recognize run when it is run, and and close the gap quickly. You can't run sideways with Derrick Henry, or you're going to face the stiff arm. You got to go get him at the legs. But then also, you know, someone's got to be over the top for these these big hit plays. So. You don't have to worry about receiver number three. I don't even know his name. It's it's the top two receivers, the tight end, and the running game. And luckily for the Packers is that our safeties have been playing damn well in the last month. So mm-hmm. this, this Titans offense in the last five games has put up 46, 31, 35, 45, and 30. They're going to put up some points against us. We just got to score more, I think, yeah. is the only yeah. answer. Yeah, and watch watch for what they do with the tight ends in the red zone. These guys, they have four different tight ends. They've all scored a touchdown this year, combining for 11 touchdowns with all of them. Um, but they'll always sneak a tight end out that you don't think is going to go for the pass. He's Berkser. done for the pass. Erkser or uh, Pruitt. I barely know or, him. Uh, there's another one, too. I can't even think of his name. But they, they love using the tight ends. Well, this is a perfect transition because the only way the Packers are in this game is if this offense is hauling and it cannot have a just a fall apart second half. So let's talk about this team that when they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're bad. I will say Tennessee gives up the six most touchdowns in the NFL. So if we are ready to go, we need seven, not three. Yeah, which we're pretty good at getting seven, not three. I, I rewatched just before we started recording their last week's game against the Lions with a banged up Matthew Stafford. And until the game was out of hand, Stafford was having a great day and they pulled him because it became like a 30 point lead. Uh, but Josh, I, I really want to hear your take on this defense because there's there's pieces, there's players, but they're giving up a ton of points right now. Yeah, and it's not like them. You know, this the identity of this Titans defense or Titans uh, team used to be their defense. Um, and then they've recently learned how to score in the past year and a half. Um, but the, there, there's a few key players that I'm going to key on. But what where they are lacking is in their secondary. Dory Jackson that they drafted a couple years ago. He's not even that great. Uh, but he, <laughs> he, he's one of the best that they have. And he's been out this year. Right. And then they lost in the in the. Uh, off season, they lost Logan Ryan, which is showing that it is hurting them bad, not only on the inside at linebacker, but he played nickel corner a ton and he played outside uh, man on man coverage pretty decent. Um, so they are missing that one utility piece within this offense. They tried to replace it with uh, Desmond King, 
Um, but he, he's he's work he's doing good, but uh, he's not living up to the standards that they need. Yeah, they they like their Iowa boys. They got Desmond King and the young safety Amani Hooker. Mm-hmm. They're both playing better than Josh Jackson. I'll say that much. I, I actually thought the secondary might be the strength of the defense. So that's sort of interesting. Adoree Jackson is just going to be in his second game back from injury. And last week he only played 27 plays on a bit of a pitch count. Um, so he he's probably their best athlete. Um, but Malcolm Butler is probably the guy that matches up against Devontae, right? Yeah, 100%. He's, he's playing the best on the secondary this year. Um, he, he's been matching up against all number ones. Um, and, and normally, yes, you are right. Their secondary has been good in the past, but they it's because they had a pass rush. They have not been able to get to the quarterback this year. Um, I mean, their best pass rusher is Harold Landry the third. Um, and I am not scared of him doing anything against our offensive line. Now watch, really? he comes back and bites me. Oh, yeah, ass, totally. Right? He's only had <laughs> this four is a good little sacks. Yeah, how many total sacks do the Tennessee Titans have? I'd say like 13. Oh, Josh would, Josh would know better than me. I, I thought they had a pass rush. I know Jadavian Clowney is a name and not a producer at this point in his career, though, and and hurt. But it is, uh, it's it's 14. They're yeah, dead wow. last in the NFL with one sack per game average. Oh, that's fantastic. What a nice way to recover from five <laughs> sacks last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there is a couple people that I want to point out on this defense. First of all, Kevin Byard, the mayor of Mur- mm-hmm. Murfreesboro. He came out of MTSU and now he's playing at his hometown, Tennessee Titans. Um, he, he was a later round draft pick and he really had to work for the spot on this team because there were already safeties. They signed a safety out of Jacksonville to a high contract and he beat him out. Um, he already has 18 interceptions and this is really his only fourth year starting fifth year in the league. Um, but, but he's having to do a lot more this year because that defensive line is not getting to the quarterback. He's having to cover a lot more space, and he only has one interception on the year. Um, so it, it, it's hard because if they do get a pass rush, yes, we could be in trouble because his secondary does have the talent to c- create some chaos. But if we take care of our uh, yeah. up front, we, we should be perfectly fine. Um, and then the, the second player I wanted – to call out just because I think this guy is going to be a beast in the future. Jeffrey Simmons. I call him the goal line beast. You can look back on all Tennessee Titans games, key moments on the goal line, one yard to go. This guy makes the play every single time. Um, It's amazing how much disruption he can make within the rush game. Um, He's not as good in the pass game because he normally gets doubled just because the defense line is not that good. But watch him in the rush game. They're going to cause some trouble up front, uh, especially uh, if Lindsey's not 100% to go. Yeah, that that was my next question. That's a great lead. And it, does he normally line up over the center or over a guard? Uh, he, he, like varies. A three check. he He varies. He varies. It depends on what, what type of uh, scheme they're running. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Lindsey tries to give it a go, which he's at practice with a full knee brace on that knee. Uh, but practicing, which is promising, and he would be eligible to play. If Lindsey tries to give it a go, if you're the Titans D coordinator, put Simmons over the top of him on that first drive and just mm-hmm. see if he's healthy, right? I mean, that that's the first thing I'll be watching when they when the Packers offense comes out, if Lindsey's out there, is like how healthy is Lindsey? Because Simmons is the threat. They really, I think you gave their pass rush more credit than it deserves. They don't have a pass rush, but but Simmons is their guy. 
So if, if you can have a healthy Lindsley or control him with Elton Jenkins and, you know, Lucas Patrick figures it out, uh, I'm, I'm not concerned about the pass rush from anywhere else. And I think you can manip- manipulate the linebackers with all of our, you know, motions and sweeps uh, mm-hmm. to open up the pass game. But the, the first thing I'll be looking for is if Lindsley plays, if you're the Titans, put Simmons over the top and let's see how healthy he is. So are we ready to do some predictions on this wonderful football game? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man, I'm so nervous. So I'm going to start. Uh, yeah. The last time I started, and here we are, baby. I. It's been a nice streak of about four or so games where I've looked at the schedule and I've looked at the individual games. It goes, these are games we need to win if we want to be a playoff team. This is a game we need to win if we want to be a Super Bowl contender. Like that's the pressure isn't necessarily completely yes, on us. Although with a win and a Seahawks loss against the Rams, we'd close up first right now, which I would take. But I, I truly think this is going to be a shootout. Um, I, I just I have a hard time seeing really any defensive pressure whatsoever from either time either teams. The over under is at 56. I thought about it for a little bit. And I think that's going to be absolutely annihilated. Um, and really, I think it comes down to how are the Packers going to show up in the first half for two reasons. One, if they get far, far enough ahead, it puts less reliance on Henry and more on Tannehill, which is needed. Secondly, the, in the second quarter alone, the Packers have the number one scoring offense and the Tennessee Titans have the last placed defensive team so it all comes down to how do we start and how do we finish that first half if we aren't ahead in the first half then this game is is absolutely done but i'm going to take packers 38 to 30 Mm. with uh, a point win it has to be uh i i think it has to be our secondaries mvp i i just cleaning up anything that seeps out from Henry Tannehill if we can somehow find a way of not even getting interceptions but just get them into third and long and see what happens but I I'm not confident in that score or prediction whatsoever but I, I just think we somehow find a way to pull it off the whole secondary is your MVP yes it has <laughs> <laughs> it has to be four-way tie uh, I'll go next. Uh, so I'm, I am picking the Packers just because I don't want to pick the Titans. Um, and I have some bets with some locals that need to I need to win. So I'm going to do similar to Ryan, uh, 34-31. It's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, and, you know, it's, it's not going to be easy. It's going to be ugly. This is going to be playoff football. Like we're getting a little taste of playoff action this Sunday night. Um, it's under the lights. Hopefully there's a little snow. Couldn't make me happier. Um, but like Ryan said, we have to get up early, try to force the offensive coordinator to call passing. Even if Tannehill succeeds, it's not in Derrick Henry's hands and he's not beating up our defense, tiring them out because that second half, if what happens last week with the Tennessee Titans, they will run away with it just like they did with Detroit. And then they sit their players all the fourth. Um, but anyways, MVP, obviously I think Aaron Rodgers has to be the MVP for us to win this game. 
um, because I think it's going to be a scoring fest. It even it could go higher than 34-31 that I said. But I'm going to put it on Zadarius Smith. I We need him to come up big, cause some chaos for Tannehill. Even if you don't sack him, get in his face, make him feel the pressure and get uncomfortable. This guy sits and sits too many times and does not get sacked that much. And I, I, I would really like to see the Packers cause some chaos in the backfield. I just got so juiced up. Do you think Rodgers is going for an MVP, season-long MVP on Sunday night? 100%. Yes. Has to. Has and you to. think he knows it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and- I mean, there's uh, Mahomes gets so much love, and I do agree with Josh to start the episode that uh, Derrick Henry is – I think that Rodgers is being disrespected this year, and Derrick Henry somehow is being disrespected more Very by more. So. Yeah. It's just unreal. But if Rodgers wants to win MVP – Prime time on Sunday night with everybody just bellies and hearts full from Christmas. This has to be the moment he goes off. Yep, yep. I just got so jacked up. For weeks, maybe months, I've looked at this game as a Packer loss and just swept it under the rug. And I just saw, I just see Derrick Henry going for 200 yards and two, maybe three touchdowns. Having a great day. You got to control the play action pass because that's what they want to build off of to get their shot plays. Um, you know, I would almost argue let Derrick Henry get his and make sure those those deep shot passes don't happen, which is easier said than done. I understand, but the Packer, the entire Packer roster knows what they're walking into on Sunday night. They know that the defense on the Titan squad is not great, and they can put up stats. And they're going to need to put up numbers to stay in the game. The defense knows that they're being thrown around on social media as not good. And the reason the Packers are going to lose, they're being thrown around on this podcast right here, that they're the reason the Packers are going to lose a playoff game. And they get a chance to prove it against an offense that hasn't scored under 30 points in the last five games. I listened to a Tennessee Titans podcast from their athletic guy, Joe Rex Rod or Rex Road. Fantastic podcast, by the way. The guy's very good at what he does. And he says the Titans defense struggles at shotgun runs and edge runs. Ooh, baby, let's go. <laughs> yep. So I'm just seeing Aaron Jones just having a field day. Rogers knowing he's got to pick up some MVP type statistics on NBC with Chris Collinsworth calling the game, throwing four or five touchdowns, making sure that we're in the lead this entire game. Packers win this thing 38-35 in a Big 12-style shootout. Let's go, Packers. Yeah, let's that's, go. That, let's that's go. Good. And, and you know what? You're totally right. They focus so much up the middle that that outside's always open. And, and yeah, that that do it. Do it, Aaron Jones. They're, let's get the, it. The Titans are going to be like Oklahoma with Adrian Peterson, and we're going to be like Texas with a, a nice little balanced offense, and it's just going to be a Big 12 shootout. And just embrace that you're not going to see great defense. But just like like Ryan said, hope the secondary holds tough. Amos, come down with those clean tackles you've been having this last month. Let's just take care of business because that changes the whole mindset on what the playoffs could be. Because mm-hmm. this is a top three team in the AFC. It's it's like Chiefs, Bills, Titans, right? Yeah, yeah. So take care of these guys with a win, no matter what the the uh, margin of victory is. And all of a sudden we're like, maybe maybe we are the cream of the crop in the NFC. Mm-hmm. And the best part is the quotes coming out of Packer press days are they know. They know that this game 
determines how good of a team they are. And Let's go. I, I feel like we always play teams coming off bad weeks, and I I just hope I just hope that Lafleur game plans the living bejesus out of this. I hope Pettin just goes and ha- just sticks to his guns of this is what we're going to do this game, and I hope Meninga is canned right before. So yeah, I just, we do. I, I just. Please, hope let's his, just win. Man, hope his car breaks down on Oneida <laughs> <Yeah>. Drive. <laughs> Crosby's a player coach. Like, what do you want to do, Mason? Ah, uh, let's let's kick it. Let's kick it. <laughs> <laughs> but that will do it for this episode. Enjoy some family time. Stay warm. Eat lots. Drink lots. And let's look forward to Sunday night football at Lambeau. Thanks, everybody. Go, Pat. Go. Oh!